It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What's going on, guys? Bill Rossetti back with you guys here on another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Welcome back. Hope you guys are having a good week. We got a lot to get to today. We're talking a lot of injuries. Panthers got back into practice Wednesday to get ready for the Jaguars, and the injury report is quite full. There are a lot of names on there that we have to get through, and then a couple of roster moves to talk about. But then a little bit of positive stuff to talk about. Uh, big award for one of the top Panthers players this week, or was just announced earlier today, so we'll get into that. And then we've got the crossover. We'll talk with, uh, or we'll at least bring you the segment with T-Wig, Tony Wiggins of Locked On Jaguars, as the Panthers get set to see the fighting Gardner Minshew's on Sunday. So let's jump right into it. We'll start with the injury report. And like I said, there's a lot to talk about here because there's a lot of names on here. Obviously, the top name still is Cam Newton, but we already knew that. We know he's not practicing. We know he's not playing on Sunday. They've already made that announcement. At this point, I wouldn't expect to see him until at least after the bye, if not later, because, again, you only have the one game left after Sunday, and that's the following Sunday against the Bucks in London, then you have the Week 7 bye. So I would say at the very, very earliest, Week 8, or, yeah, Week 8 against the 49ers, and you may not even see him then. It could be Week 9, could be 10, who knows at this point when we'll see Cam Newton again. But as long as Kyle Allen's playing well... Don't have to worry too much. But Cam Newton obviously did not practice with that foot. He was one of, as I do quick count, 10 players that did not practice on Thursday. Now, two were just for rest. So and that was uh, Christian McCaffrey and Curtis Samuel. So those two we don't have to worry about. So we could take a little bit, bit of a breather there. But here's the list of players That did not practice on Wednesday. Starting with Brian Burns, who was listed with a wrist injury. Chris Hogan did not practice with a knee injury. And as it turns out, they have decided to shut him down for a little bit. Chris Hogan was actually placed on injured reserve yesterday with that knee injury. And they claimed Caleb Benonik, if I've said that right, claimed him off waivers Uh, He's an offensive lineman from the Patriots. Now, Chris Hogan is a candidate to return from injured reserve. Excuse me. They they did make that clear that Hogan does have a possibility to return. Again, as we talked to K1 Short, he is not returning. His season is done. But Chris Hogan can potentially come back. So we'll see. But it does mean, of course, now that he is out for eight weeks. So the earliest we'll see him is... Would it be week 13, I guess it would be, when the Panthers play the Redskins. Dante Jackson did not practice with a groin injury, so still still dealing with the effects of that 
that injury that, of course, cost him Sunday's game against the Texans. Greg Little is back on the injury report with a concussion, or at least post-concussion symptoms, as he is now dealing with this. Uh, he is now back in the concussion protocol, and we know cost him a little bit of time the first time he was in the protocol, so we'll see what happens now. But he is back in the concussion protocol, so I would venture to guess right now, don't expect to see Greg Little active on Sunday. Obviously, a lot can change. Maybe he gets out of the protocol quickly, but you know, this being the second time and you figure they want to take some time with him, I would already guess right now, don't expect to see him on Sunday. Chris Manhurts also is dealing with a concussion and is also in the concussion protocol. So two players now for the Panthers in the protocol. Both did not practice Wednesday. Eric Reed is also on the injury report with an ankle injury. So we'll certainly see how how he deals with that. Uh, after, of course, he suffered that injury on Sunday, as did Brian Burns. So we'll see how quickly he can recover. Uh, so basically the same injury as Trey Turner. He, of course, also has that ankle injury. Did not practice Wednesday as he's trying to get back after missing Sunday's game. And then McCaffrey and Samuel again had the rest. And then four other players on the report. Bruce Irvin was limited with a hamstring injury. And then Marquis Haynes listed with an elbow injury. Gerald McCoy with a knee injury. And Shaq Thompson with a hand injury. But they were all full participants on Wednesday. And as for the Jaguars, we'll run through them real quick. They had three players that did not practice on Wednesday. Two of them were simply a scheduled day off, as it was listed. And that was offensive lineman Brandon Linder and defensive lineman Calais Campbell. So, obviously expect to see those players, especially Campbell, who will probably wreak havoc a little bit on Sunday. But there was one other player that did not practice, and he's the player that the league has, of course, been talking about for some time now in regards to where is he going to play pretty soon, and that, of course, is Jalen Ramsey, who is the center now of all the trade talks, especially after Mega Fitzpatrick got traded. Ramsey is listed with a back injury, did not practice. Uh, how, and we, T-Wig and I, and I actually talked a little bit about Ramsey, so, uh, but just as a teaser, we talked about, or at least he mentioned how concerned he is in how injured Ramsey really is or whether this is just kind of another ploy to try to get out of Jacksonville. So we'll see. But as of now, as far as injuries are concerned, Ramsey's the only one that did not practice. All the other players listed uh, for the Jags were limited on Wednesday. Safety Ronnie Harrison with a knee injury. Linebacker DJ Alexander with a hamstring same for tight end Josh Alexander. D-end Dwayne Smoot with an oblique. Gardner Minshew was on there with a knee injury, but let's face it, Minshew will be out there Sunday. Uh, edge Josh Allen also with a knee injury. And Lorente McCray, the de defensive end, with an oblique injury. So that's the injury report. 
at least through Wednesday. We'll see how the rest of the week goes, especially for guys like uh, Eric Reed, Trey Turner, Greg Little, Dante Jackson, Brian Burns. Those guys will certainly be some of the big ones to keep an eye on how their practice status changes as the week goes on. And then we talked about Chris Hogan landing on the injured reserve, but there was some positive news that we'll get into quick, excuse me, before we get into the crossover segment. And that's our buddy Christian McCaffrey was actually just named NFC Offensive Player of the Month for the month of September. So congrats to him. I mean, he certainly deserves it. McCaffrey, of course, became, I believe, just the f- the first player ever. I'm sorry, no, he's the second player. Jim Brown also did it. So McCaffrey is just the second player in NFL history joining Jim Brown to post at least 175 scrimmage yards in and a touchdown in three of his first four games. Uh, McCaffrey, of course, currently leads the league right now in rushing yards with 411. In fact, he's just one yard ahead of, I believe, Dalvin Cook is right behind him at 410. But, but through four weeks, Christian McCaffrey is the league leader in rushing. And he was also he also has 218 receiving yards on 25 receptions and four total touchdowns. And I know we like to talk about what a player's on pace for yardage-wise. So quick math tells me uh, that's about 600 and some some odd yards. Uh, so you would multiply, basically multiply that by four, so we're a quarter of the way there. So he's on pace for about 2,400 scrimmage yards, a shade over 2,420, maybe even close to 2,500 scrimmage yards. Now, will he get there? He might not get that high because 2,500 is, you know, pretty tough to get to. It's it's impressive when a player gets to 2,000 scrimmage yards. But there's no doubt, I, th- I think it looks pretty good that he'll get to 2,000. But if we're playing the on-pace game, he's on pace for about 2,500 right now, which certainly would be fantastic to see. And I still believe he's going to get 1,000 and 1,000. I mean, he's already over 400 rushing yards, so I think he can easily get 600 rushing yards in 12 games, and then he would need about 800 receiving yards in 12 games, which is still pretty doable as well. I mean, you figure probably only has to get about, what, 75, you know, do quick math here, 800 divided by 12, 66. So you would have to average 60, about 67 receiving yards over the next 12 games, which is not bad. That's very doable for someone like him. Uh, so those 629 scrimmage yards uh, does lead all NFL players, and it's also a new franchise record. He's he's also tops among running backs with 25 receptions. He's third among running backs in receiving yards. Um. Just a, a lot to be, a lot to be proud of. It's just he just continues to get better uh, as as the seasons wear on. So McCaffrey 
NFC Offensive Player of the Month, so congrats to him. And he wasn't the only Panther being honored by the NFL for September. Brian Burns was also named the NFC Defensive Rookie of the Month. So congrats to him. So certainly no surprise. In fact, he got two awards. He, he also got the Pro Football Focus Defensive Rookie of the Month for September. And then Thursday, he received the NFL's, well, the NFC Defensive Rookie of the Month. Um, 11 tackles so far, two and a half sacks, nine quarterback pressures, all, <coughs> excuse me, all, all tops among rookies. He has just been, and he's someone else that we talk about on the crossover. He's just so good. He, he really is. So really excited to see how he continues to develop and just continues to improve. But two big, uh, two big plays there or two big awards for two Panthers there. So congrats to Christian McCaffrey and to Brian Burns. So with that, we are going to jump into the crossover segment. Always my, uh, my favorite time of the year or favorite time of the week, I should say. But before we get into that, of course, I want to, of course, thank some of our great sponsors. And I want to thank our buddies over, of course, at mybookie.ag. Look, we all love winning money. That's that's why we're here, right? That's one reason we listen to podcasts is to get info and maybe try to win a little bit of money because money makes the world go round, right? Well, sort of. <laughs> but listen, it's... It's just that time of the week, it's and it's that time of the year to just win a lot about the money, or to win a lot of money. And my bookie is, of course, the place to play. You can do parlays. You can bet this. You can bet that. There's just so much you can bet on my bookie. And like I said, it's not just football. It's baseball. You know, you got the playoffs going on. NHL season's now underway. Basketball is getting ready to go underway. So there's there's just a lot you can do on my bookie and they are just absolutely amazing they've got all the great lines all the great payouts there's really just nobody better between my bookie so this is the time of year to really take a shot on my bookie and you know if you've never tried it go check them out they're fantastic and you can basically bet with some house money with my bookie all you got to do is go to mybookie.ag and use the promo code locked on and you can double your initial deposit. It's, it's as simple as that. So you can deposit $100 and then they'll give you $100 in betting credit. So it's just fantastic with my bookie. So again, my bookie, M Y B O O K I E dot A G, the letters A G. Visit them today. Because you play at my bookie, you win at my bookie, and you get paid at my bookie. And so we'll take a quick break and come back with myself and T. Wiggins. And it is the crossover weekend, or the crossover week, I should say, for week number five. Myself with the Panthers 
and T-Wig with the Jaguars. We'll take a break, come back, and get ready for the Locked On crossover Thursday edition, which is also being brought to you today by DoorDash. Treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code Locked On. So now here's myself and T-Wig with the crossover. Enjoy, everyone. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Welcome to a crossover edition of Locked On Jaguars and Locked On Panthers. I am joined tonight by Bill Rossetti of Locked On Panthers. And, of course, I am T-Wig here in Jacksonville. It's a special, special game coming up Sunday for multiple reasons. Both teams need the win to separate themselves or to make sure that they establish themselves in their uh, respective divisions. The other thing is, and the biggest reason is, it's the 25th year that both of these teams came into the league, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun up in Carolina. Bill, what's going on, man? Hey, T, how's it going, buddy? Good to be here with you. Uh, yeah, should be a fun game Sunday. Definitely looking forward to it. And, you know, I always say I enjoy these crossovers, so glad to glad to get going with you here because, obviously, this is a matchup you don't see too often, so it's nice to kind of branch out to some of these new teams and these uh, new hosts. So it's uh, it's going to be a fun one, I think. Yeah, I, I think it will be a fun game, and it means a lot to both teams. Let me tell you, yeah. first and foremost, I am a big, big North Turner fan. And uh, what he's been able to do with that young quarterback, Kyle Allen, on such short notice and in a, in a short period of time, and the way that he's been able to use Christian McCaffrey. And I told everybody he'd be able to do that because of the way he used uh, LaDainian Tomlinson, uh, when he was with Frank Gore for a short period of time, and of course going all the way back to Emmitt Smith and and Terry Allen and Clinton Portis and all of those guys, he's a he he's a quarterback and a running back whisperer because that's what he does. He's he's getting the most out of those guys. How do you guys up in Carolina right now feel about the way Noah Turner is doing and and uh, implementing this offense with the absence of Cam Newton? Yeah, I think it's definitely exciting to see that the offense has really exploded the way we kind of expected it to going into the season. You know, that's really all I was talking about kind of leading up to the season is there's just all these playmakers on this Panthers offense that we just kind of thought, okay, you know, these guys are going to explode, like DJ Moore is going to explode, Curtis Samuel, this, that, and the other. Well, it took a couple weeks, obviously, to get going because now we know Cam Newton was – very limited and you could just tell that cam was really holding this team back now that you have a healthy quarterback and kyle allen in there and it's really nice to see him kind of expanding you know not necessarily shortening the playbook or simplifying the playbook like it kind of felt like they did last year when allen had that spot start late in the season it seems like just everything is open to allen and he's just taking everything in stride and uh it's, it's really nice and you know, especially with the receivers, it's really nice to finally see them 
starting to reach all that potential that they have, especially someone like Curtis Samuel, because, you know, he was battling injuries his rookie season. He was working his way back up. So really nice to see him finally get to where we thought he would be when the Panthers took him a couple of years ago in the second round. They, you know, they've done this, you know, two years. They, they got Curtis Samuel and you mentioned DJ Moore. So they've slowly gotten away from the Kelvin Benjamins and the other big kid that, that's now playing up in Indianapolis. Yep. They, they, they got faster. They got faster they right before your very eyes. And then you add in Christian McCaffrey and all of that stuff gives you a, a big problem. And it's a similar thing to what the Jaguars did here. The Jaguars have three guys at wide receiver that run a 4-3. It's D.D. Westbrook, D.J. Chark, who is just playing lights out this year. Yeah. And they got and they got Conley. They signed Conley from, from Kansas City, who has been a pleasant surprise. Those guys have really, really played well. And like you guys, you got a, a third-year running back. We got Leonard Fournette. You guys got McCaffrey. Fournette, people have been mad at him for a minute, but he busted out last week for 224 yards, and now he's leading the AFC in rushing. But we both got these quarterbacks, man, that we didn't expect would be playing at this point. Uh, we have Gardner Minshew here, and you guys have Allen. This Gardner Minshew thing is is, is weird, man. It, it, it's like <laughs> a, it, it's really like a phenomenon because one, the dude is super charismatic. Yeah. But it's but it's not forced. It's you, we see some of these things sometimes where these things are forced on on everyone. This is really organic, and I said this on my last podcast. The reason why this feels right is because, one, he's playing well. Two, he's not afraid of the moment. And three, it's really, really organic, and it doesn't seem fake at all. It is just this kid just came out of nowhere, and he's playing super, super well. And and Allen is, too. And both of them have a similar story. They were they were kind of booted around a little bit. Nobody would seem to want them. They tra- you know, transferred here, transferred there, and uh, – for some reason, they, these guys get to the NFL, and I and I got a little bit of cons- conspiracy theory about it. I think it's those Big Twelve type offenses, whether it's Mike Leach or K- Kingsbury or Kevin Sumlin or whoever. I think so much of that stuff has been adopted, and anybody from Oklahoma, by the way, and Jalen Hurts is going to be be that guy next year. All of that Big yeah. Twelve and Southwest type football, these coaches have the NFL coaches have stolen so much and implement so much of that stuff into the NFL. I think these guys are just ready to play, but it's it's funny how the offenses have these parallels before Sunday's game. You're right. I mean, it, it used to be where we're scouting for like the NFL draft. And if a team wasn't running, like, you know, Stanford was always the, the top there where they had that quote unquote pro style offense. You know, you had the yep. two backs and tight ends or whatever. It's almost like if you didn't go to Stanford, you're not pro ready. And, you know, we had that argument with say like Andrew Luck and Robert Griffin, the third one was in a pro style offense. The other wasn't now, like you said, it's very similar. You know, I, I would venture to guess if Lincoln Riley wanted an NFL job, he would be, such a sought off sought after head coach. I mean, teams would be falling over each other to get a guy like Lincoln Riley because he just is such a crafted offensive mind. It, it's unbelievable. I mean, look, the, the guy now has back-to-back Heisman trophy winners, back-to-back number one picks overall. And like you said, Jalen hurts is going to be a top guy next year. There's no doubt about it because the kid is just falling out. So there's, 
there are definitely a lot of uh, a lot of similarities. And with Minshew too, you're you're right. It's just so fun to just watch the kid. I mean, he's just out there having fun. I mean, this is a sixth round pick. There was no expectations at all after Jacksonville threw all that money at Nick Foles, but he's just having so much fun with it. And I, I've said before, he is like the perfect. He almost just looks like a true Mike Leach disciple because yeah. of because of his character and just because of how much fun he's having and how like like you said it's all organic like there there's no there's no acting here he is who he is and and he's just loving every minute of it and it's just it's making the jaguars fun to watch too because all of a sudden now we have this big story out of nowhere with this young quarterback and i mean he's slinging the ball it's it's not like it's a bad quarterback out there too like he's playing yeah. well you know, leading his team to game-winning victories. We just saw it against the Broncos. So it's it's a fun story. So, yeah, there's definitely a lot of similarities between the Jaguars and the Panthers in that sense. And then, like you said, between these college offenses and these NFL offenses. We're waiting for Cliff Kingsbury to finally break through with that win. But, you know, you're still seeing the pieces there start start to build. And, you know, eventually it'll get there. No, eventually. Event, yeah, you're right. Eventually it will. Buckle your seatbelts because Bill Rossetti from Locked On Panthers and me, Tony Wiggins from Locked On Jaguars, we're going to take a look at these defenses. We're going to make a couple of predictions for the game to see how this game goes on Sunday. So buckle your seatbelts up and we will get that to you in just a second. We're going to pause for the cause in one minute and then we'll be right back. All right, whether you're on uh, Locked On Jaguars or Locked On Panthers, if you like to win some money, that's right, while you play the games on Sunday, if you want to win some money, the place to go is mybookie.ag. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little bit and win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. Now, what you do is you got to visit mybookie.ag today. That's right. Use the promo code locked on, whether you're a Panther or a Jaguar. Use the promo code locked on to activate the offer. The promo code again is locked on, and you'll double your cash up to $1,000. You need to visit, visit mybookie.ag today where you play, you win, and you get paid regardless of who you root for this Sunday as long as you have the right team. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bill Rossetti, T-Wig, back with you guys here on this Locked On Jaguars and Panthers crossover. And we're going to start looking at these defenses now. And this is going to be one of the stories of the game, I think, too, T, is uh, both these defenses coming into this game really looking strong, uh, especially the Panthers' defense. I mean, they've just been going absolutely nuts with these sacks lately. But I've talked about it on my podcast the, uh, the last couple of days that the offensive line for the Panthers is 
up against a really strong test because we know the Pan or the Jaguars are going to bring another strong uh, front seven. And, you know, the Panthers had their moments where they struggled against the Texans front seven. And you obviously know the Texans front seven very well. J.J. Watt got in there for uh, a sack and a, a, a cost fumble, which actually led to a Texans touchdown. Uh, the, the Jaguars, no doubt, are going to bring bring pressure as well. I mean, Yannick and got. Yannick Ngakwe, uh, Calais Campbell, Marcel Darius, we know these three are just uh, an outstanding front line. So for me, this is the this is the big key for the Panthers, is that offensive line really has to step up against this Jaguars front, especially now with some of the injuries they're going through as well, uh, Trey, with Trey Turner continuing to mispractice, Greg Little now dealing with uh, post-concussion symptoms. So there's some question marks again on – the Panthers front line there. So if, if they don't get some of these issues worked out, if some of these backups aren't ready to go, then Kyle Allen's probably going to be scrambling a bit. Cause I'm a little worried that, um, you know, if Darrell Williams has to go back out there at left tackle where he struggled this season, he can get beat. And I think Kyle Allen could be in a little bit of trouble. So for me, that offensive line really has to gel on Sunday or this team could be in trouble. Yeah, and it sounds like they're going to be in trouble. I ain't going to lie to you because Calais <laughs> Campbell is a monster. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe, he's battling a little bit of a hamstring, but he's waiting to get going. And then they got the other rookie, Josh Allen, on the other side. And, uh, and he's uh, been fantastic too. Yeah, he has been great. So the thing is with them is Todd Washington has been able to do a lot of blitzing and dialing up guys, sending the nickel in, sending guys up the A-gap to create extra pressure. Uh, they're looping Ngakwe around a lot and doing a lot of stunning that they didn't do before. So it could give them problems, especially with Darrell Williams. He's really a right tackle who suffered uh, an injury last year. Now, if he has to play left tackle, I mean, last before last week, I would have said we would have sent you guys Andrew Norwell back if you wanted him because he wasn't <laughs> playing well. And then all of a sudden, Leonard busts out for 224 yards. But it's going to be very interesting. But speaking of rookies, there's a guy from down these parts, Brian Burns, who mm-hmm. seems like he is definitely going to be the real deal for the Carolina Panthers. He is as advertised, man. And um, you know, obviously, I'm sure you've had a good look at him coming out of Florida State. Listen, the, the kid's just outstanding. I mean, the traits you saw at Florida State, that speed, that burst, that get off, it's transferring over and it transferred quick and he is just out there causing a ruckus against opposing quarterbacks. Um, he, he was really, I think the perfect pick for the Panthers in the draft because they just really needed that young, young defensive edge presence. You know, you had Mario Addison has obviously continued to play well, but the guys on the wrong side of 30, they needed a, a young stud and Burns has been it. So he, He's going to cause problems against uh, Minshew, there's no doubt. Even Christian Miller, the other rookie edge they drafted, has really been starting to come into his own. He's been getting more snaps, uh, had a couple sacks of uh, Kyler Murray uh, in week three. So, you know, it's nice to see him getting going as well because he was another guy that kind of was battling a lot of injuries during his time at Alabama. So there's a lot of – Good rotational piece, and that's the nice thing the Panthers like to do is you know really rotate a lot of these front guys, both on the edge and on the interior. Um, now you're obviously going to have to hope for guys like Kyle Love and Vernon Butler to really step up because K1 Short was just put on IR, and 
the way Marty Herney was talking, he's not coming back. They're already saying he, they want him to just get ready for next season. So that's a big loss for the Panthers' defensive front. Um, but I, I do like Kyle Love. He was always a really good rotational piece there. And now he's been getting more work, obviously, behind uh, Dontari Poe and with, with the starters a little bit. But um, McCoy obviously has to continue to, sh- to step up. Poe has to continue to be a force. But, you know, man, losing short is, is going to be tough, especially this early in the season. So I don't know over the course of the season how that's going to affect the Panthers as a group. But, you know, they still have a lot of guys that they can rally, you know. But I've said it the last couple of weeks, and it just seems kind of like, a you know, beating a dead horse. But getting to the quarterback with this Panthers team is is always going to be the key, I think, because that seems to be – one of the biggest strengths of this team now is, is is getting to the quarterback. And, you know, with you talked about the receivers earlier. So if they can get to Minshew, that's going to cut down on, you know, DJ Chark and DD Westbrook. And, you know, listen, I'm really excited to see how Chark has been improving over the last couple of weeks. So I, I'm, I'm always a big trenches guy. So for me, it comes down to these lines. That's where I think this game is going to be mm-hmm. one or long. I think it's, I think the trenches are very important, but I tell people all the time, I don't make it a point to try to sit and act like an analyst. Like I know when a guy is playing high hipped or he's not, you know, setting his feet right or reset. <laughs> I can, it's real hard for me to do that. Yeah. I can look at the other positions though. And, 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 and I'd be remiss if I did this podcast with you and did not mention captain Luke, man, Luke Keekley is in that class of guys. I wouldn't, you know, I'm not going to say Ray Lewis because that's as far as Mike linebackers, Ray Lewis, Mike Singletary, you know, you have to have a long career and a long body of work. But I will say Bobby Wagner, uh, Patrick Willis, that's kind of where Luke is right now. He's yeah. he's hanging, and, and that's a real good bunch to be around. Uh, I think Luke is going to be critical. Uh, if, if they can manipulate the middle of the field with the tight end and kind of keep Luke from teeing, teeing off on Leonard, Fournette, or spying on Gardner Minshew because of his agility and his mobility, I think the Jaguars would be all right in that respect. No, and I agree. There, there's definitely ways you can get Luke out of there. And, you know, Shaq has been another guy that has uh, has stepped up big. So um, really going to be interested in what the Jaguars' offensive plan is against this defense. And then, you know, on the flip side, if we're talking about the, the Jags' defense, obviously they've got some real good linebackers as well. I mean, Miles Jack, obviously, really strong player. Um, I know he was – I think he was battling some kind of injury earlier. Was he not? Or maybe I could be wrong, but, um, you know, Miles Jack is always somebody you got to be wary of. And then obviously the secondary, it, it's been top notch despite uh, Jalen Ramsey not playing yeah. last week. And of course, you know, we all know that story as well, but, um, you know, I haven't got to see much um, as far as, AJ Boye as concerned. I know he was dealing with some some injuries last year and was kind of working his way back. You know, so what um you know, even for like the Panthers listeners, what's been kind of the status so far of AJ Boye? Well, he struggled in the first week against Kansas City, but I think a lot of people would struggle in the first week. Even Jalen didn't play extremely well against Kansas City, but it, you know, it was formations, it was the coaching staff kind of bit the bullet on that one and said that uh, they, they kind of got too cute in their preparation. And then the first team defense didn't play uh, 
any of the preseason. I think they played maybe a half a quarter in game three. They didn't play at all during the preseason, so that didn't help. Those guys weren't really used to each other. But Boyer stepped up, and he's played well. And then Jalen, I love Jalen to death, and, and I'm not mad at him for whatever he's going through because I, I kind of agree with a lot of it. But I'm just to the point where I ain't going to sit and talk about him all the time if he's not going to play because it, it's all speculation about whether he's injured or not. Nobody really knows if he's injured or if he's just playing the game to get out of here. So the thing is, for me, is there's too much football in there. There are 52 other guys out there to talk about. And and uh, if he's out there and he's going to play, I'll discuss it because I think he's the best in the league at his position. I, like I said, I love guys getting paid. I love guys being happy. I love guys taking control of their career. And I love guys being respected. So I won't judge him for any of that stuff. But until we know, there's no need to speculate and keep wondering about whether he's going to be there or not. Uh, they they, they could have used him last week. Cortland Sutton caught two touchdowns on him last week. Um, luckily for them, they uh, had enough time on the clock to go down and win the game. But uh, six six plays, 75 yards, Denver went in about a minute and a half. And if you're Jacksonville, you just can't do that against really, really good teams, especially on the road, and continue to expect to win. So we're going to see, man. We're going to see. Uh, uh, as, as far as a prediction is concerned, I'm going to go close game. I'll say 28-27 Jacksonville. Yeah, with the uh with the concerns right now on the Panthers offensive line, it really has me by the way, Panthers fans, I'm uh, 0 for 4 so far in picks, so if I if I pick this way then this could be a good sign. <laughs> but I'm picking Jacksonville right now as well and I'm going to say I'll say 27-24 because I like the offense, like I said, of the Panthers. It's really been picking up, but I'm just concerned about the offensive line and how much Kyle Allen is going to be protected because, you know, for as nice as the Panthers have played the last couple of weeks, they still have their bumps. You know, Kyle Allen had three fumbles last week against um, – against the Texans and, you know, fortunately for the Panthers, they weren't game killers for them, you know, and they only won by six points, you know, a couple of those fumbles go the wrong way for them. That's a completely different ball game. Same thing could happen. I think against Jacksonville, especially if Trey Turner and Greg little can't go because now you're forced to have Darrell Williams all game at left tackle. Whereas we saw mm. against Arizona, they've been rotating two of them. It's going to mean uh, he's, the full-time left tackle in that game. Uh, Dennis Daly's going to have to go in in a pinch if he has to. And, you know, he's still developing. Uh, Tyler Larson, again, you know, he has experience, but um, it's certainly a downgrade if he has to go in. So I'm concerned with the Panthers all line. We'll see what the injury report is the next couple of days. But right now, I, I think there's reason to worry with this offensive line. So I think I'm going to pick Jacksonville to win this game as well. All right, and you're making me feel good, by the way, because I'll sneak this in. I have the Jaguars in my huge fantasy league, the one I've been in for the last 13 years. <laughs> I have the Jaguars defense. So uh, I actually lost uh, my first game of the year last week because the uh, my opponent had Pittsburgh's defense, and they scored 44 Oof. points, and they shut out Cincinnati. So I'm looking yeah. for Jacksonville to make the difference. So, Bill Rossetti, it's been fun, man. Uh, let everybody know your Twitter handle, bro. 
Yeah, you can follow me at Bill underscore Ricetti, R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. Panthers Wire, Bengals Wire, Pro Football Network, Downtown Rams, 4 for 4. I'm creeping around all those places. (laughs) Man, I thought I had had a lot of jobs, man. And I'm Tony Wiggins. I'm Shop Talking Wig on Twitter. And I'm also uh, also the, the host of Locked on Jaguars. And then a uh, NFL analyst on the local Jacksonville NBC and ABC affiliate First Coast News. So, Bill, it's been fun, man, and uh, I look forward to seeing how this thing turns out and stay in touch, brother. Absolutely, buddy. It was good to good to finally talk to you, and uh, yeah, should be a fun one Sunday. Very definitely excited for it, man. It was a lot of fun. Appreciate it. All right, Bill, Bill Rossetti and Tony Wiggins here for Locked On Jaguars and Locked On Panthers. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.